It's now time for Team Talk on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. 1017 The Team is your home for New Mexico United, the Dallas Cowboys, LA Dodgers, and much more. Now, Team Talk on 1017 The Team. There is a lot of emotion inside of our clubhouse, um, inside of each body, and, and I'm not exempt from that. So I'm just trying to slow down the moment to enjoy it and interpret it and just and just let it register a little bit because I don't think anybody gave us a chance to be here. I don't think anybody gave us a chance to, to win the games that we've won against the teams that we had to play. Good afternoon. Welcome to Team Talk. Joe O'Neill, Sam Hauser. That was, of course... Tori Lavello, the manager for the Arizona Diamondbacks, who did away with your L.A. Dodgers in three games. Thank you so much for listening. We're here until 6 o'clock. Then we go to another elimination game at Citizens Bank Ballpark in Philly. Game 4, NLDS between the Braves and the Phillies. The number one seed in the American League is already gone, the Orioles. Now the Braves are on the brink. And in the last place you'd think they would want to be in that scenario, uh, that Philly environment compared to an SEC football crowd, uh, it is going to be um, just fantastic tonight. Uh, unfortunately, it's just one more game. I mean, Sam, I pretty much like figured I was going to be having an opportunity like to do something other than have having you know team talk you know today and you know even tomorrow for that matter fair but, fair uh you know i mean you probably already had your tea time at unm uh north there to go play nine at some point this afternoon but here we are why is that because like two series were sweeps three and oh Astros won theirs in four, and now we've got a game four between the Braves and Philly tonight. Okay, so you like when I use phrases about the rubber meets the road I or do. this sort of thing. Well, today's phrase is egg on my face, okay? Ooh. You can put that in quotes, put my picture up there, okay? Because after the wild card games, I'm like, you know, those are the best of three series Wait till we get to the best of five games. It's going to be significantly different. Well, that prediction, dud. Okay, number two for Joe. The uh, JV were done playing. There it's it now for time for the varsity. So, uh, in essence, like the Rangers and D-backs uh, were being called JV type of games. Another dud on my uh, behalf. Okay, and then... We could go real deep into this, but this one we've got to address. And when I was saying that, hey, it doesn't really matter whether the Dodgers are playing in L.A. or Phoenix, it's going to be a home field advantage for them either way. Well, 58,000 or excuse me, 48,175 uh, people showed up uh, at Chase Field uh, for that game last night and the there were you know slivers of Dodger blue. You really didn't hear them much, and this is a and here's what I'm going to say here. Great that the fans in the Phoenix area uh, turned out, but why wouldn't they, Sam? I mean, there's probably there was probably a good percentage of people in uh what's what's the name of the park again now Chase Field. Yeah, okay. Um, th- there was a good percentage of the people in Chase Field. 
that might not have even gone to a single game this year or even the last couple of years. But when you get a game that has that kind of consequence where they're going to have an opportunity to move out along to the National League uh, Championship Series and it was against none other than the beat L.A. Dodgers, they turned out and they just took care of business against the Dodgers from from the first inning of the first game, first inning of the second game. They waited a couple of innings to pour it on last night. They actually, you know, waited till the third inning before they had four home runs. But man, no wonder uh Corey Lavello is saying, hey, you know, we're just uh, soaking it all in and moving forward. Yeah, who would have thought Lance Lynn would get the deepest in before the shenanigans started to unravel? But that's why you, know, you see it time and time again. Tell us we can't is a very powerful thing, whether you're talking about amateur athletes in college or play or professionals that make millions of dollars. Tell us we can't is as big a motivational tool as you're going to get because... If anything, the guys that are making money, there's ego on the line with, you know, hey, we're professional athletes too. Go keep telling us we can't. You know, the Vegas Golden Knights unveiled their Stanley Cup banner a couple nights ago, but that very first season, they were the box of misfit toys that nobody wanted. They go through this whole draft lottery, tell us we can't. They get there. I mean, we can go through all different kinds of examples, but the Arizona Cardinals took that and ran with it. Or the Arizona Diamondbacks, yeah, no, excuse no, me. I, I, I got you. Well, I guess the Cardinals did against the Cowboys, too, but the Diamondbacks last night. I'll just say this, okay? The way that the Rangers uh, finished off the Orioles, really not that much of a surprise. The fact that the Astros got by your Minnesota Twins, uh, fought valiantly, by the way, you know, just struck out way too many times. We'll get to that later. Yeah. Not surprising. No. But this whole thing, even though the, like the Dodger pitching staff was the most ragtag starting staff that they've had since going to the postseason like for the last 11 years, everybody just thought, well, it's the Dodgers. They'll somehow figure it out or whatever, and their bats will get hot, and they got Mookie Betts, and they got Freddie Freeman and all this. Uh, yeah, the, the Diamondbacks just used every bit of momentum they gained coming out of Milwaukee uh, and just took it to the, the the Dodgers. We've seen the last two years in a row that extra level. It's not a sports cliche. It's not a thing that we throw around on sports talk radio and in these TV debate shows. It's not something we throw around. The idea that, you, that there is an elevated level of play, there's another level that you have to get to in the postseason that does not exist in the regular season. The last two years... This Dodger team that that's won, you know, won 100 games this year, won 111 or whatever it was last year, is learning the hard way that, yeah, to your point, you know, we're the Dodgers. We're just going to figure it out. It's not how that works in the postseason. No, and the D-backs have some ballers, okay? They're going to have the, the National League Rookie of the Year and uh, Corbin Carroll. He was in the All-Star game. He was mic'd up because he was from the Seattle area. It was like Ichiro was his hero. Uh, you got uh, Christian Walker at first base, who like was just terrific all season long, and we got to see him. I'm going to just tell you the the thing about last night's game that really gave insult to injury about this whole series between the D-backs and the Dodgers were the D-backs hitting the four home runs in the third inning. There, okay, yeah. uh, you know, and you think about it like the, a team hits four home runs in an inning. Uh, you'd expect to be down more than 
four to nothing uh, after that inning. You know, yeah, um, I think you're fortunate that the score was all it was. Yeah, but the sequence with Gabriel Moreno, the catcher, who like is impossible not to just admire and just see so much upside to him. Only what do we say? Twenty two, twenty three years old. Twenty three years so old. He, and it's him and Will Smith that are you know really up there for the best hitting catchers in baseball. Right, and this guy's quite a bit younger. Quite than a bit Will younger Smith, than Will Smith. Will Smith. Yeah. Um. And plus, he dealt with concussion issue in the Milwaukee game. He got hit on the hand. You know, whatever. But like, he was the one that that hit that fourth home run. And you know, he hits the first one down the right field line, and you know they they call it a home run. The the umpire. How that umpire have Halfway down between first and the fence, called it fair, is like, uh, you know, they need to check that guy out a little bit there. But anyway, um, you know, he rounds the bases immediately. Uh, the Dodger bullpen is saying it's a foul ball, foul ball, foul ball. You know, and then we see the replay. Of course, it's a foul ball. So uh, after all that, he gets back into the batter's box and hits a home run on the very next pitch, uh, Sam. Okay, that's like having back-to-back home runs in the same at bat. In in almost. I mean, what the hell's going on? It out pretty here? much is, yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, Gabriel Moreno uh, out of Venezuela uh, was the one that just completely added insult to injury, and Lance Lynn did not look like he. You know, they were hopeful for him, but. When we were talking, uh, the guy that does Dodger talk again, David Vasse. David Vasse. Yeah, you could tell David Vasse was not exactly really excited about whatever acquisitions the Dodgers had made in the last half of the season, especially with the things that they had lost. And um, so, you know, it kind of caught up to him uh, on the pitching staff. Oh, it, it caught up to him in, in every way imaginable. That is going to be one of the big questions that's going to have to be answered. Dave Roberts had to answer the tough questions last night. Andrew Friedman's going to have to answer the tough questions now, the GM of the Dodgers, because it really was this bargain bin approach. Now, we kind of have a sense of what the Dodgers' plan is. They're going to try to get in the Shohei Otani sweepstakes. So you back off on the payroll this year, try to open up some windows for him. But Ryan Yarborough was another one they got at the deadline, didn't even make the postseason roster. There were a few of these guys that did. Pitching, you know what I mean? Like, uh, well, Shohei Otani does, but we don't even know if he's going to pitch next year, right? He's not going to pitch. Okay, so, you know, we're just going to go back to the pitching. And, like, really a big reason I was hoping the Dodgers won last night you know, first of all, we've had them, we pull for them. It's fun to have their games on the radio, and now the rest of the postseason, they're gone. But I, I think this Rangers-Astros series is going to be really, really good, maybe even as competitive as with the World Series. It's going to be, a, from here on out, a seven-game series. Right. But had the Dodgers won last night, Clayton Kershaw would be starting tonight. And for a guy like him, you know, you just wanted to see him get another opportunity. How how he would have done, who knows. But uh, speaking of Clayton yeah, Kershaw. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, let's, let's hear what uh, Clayton Kershaw uh, had to say about the uh, playoff format possibly affecting the Dodgers. Look, it's hard. I'm, I mean, pitching maybe not so much, but obviously offensively, these guys are so used to playing every day. So um, I get it, extra teams and, um, you know, more money, all that stuff. I get it, but... Uh, I do think that, I mean, I, I'm not a hitter, but it does seem like it's a bit of a challenge for guys. It's not an excuse, though. I mean, at the end of the day, we had a good opportunity, and, um, you know, we should have won two out of three, three out of five. 
yeah, I, I'm, I, he was asked to discuss the whole setup, uh, but at the end, he he sound convincingly enough to me that he was not like an excuse, right? I, I mean, or or do you kind of like say why why even get into that, Clayton? Yeah, I mean, everybody's absolutely. got everybody's got things to overcome. Uh, you were disappointed that he went down that road. Absolutely. Why okay, even go down the road? Because uh, Mookie Betts was asked the same thing, and he just straight looked at him dead in the eye and said no comment and moved on, and nobody asked him any kind of follow-ups after that. That's all you have to do. Nobody wants to hear the Dodgers. The Dodgers, with that payroll, with that roster, nobody wants to hear the Dodgers complain or or say, you know, maybe this didn't go in our favor. You hear me say all the time about the messenger. Never mind that the series just ended and you got swept by an inferior team, but that is the last team that should be saying, these rules didn't really go in our favor, guys. You know, these rules didn't help us out very much. Yeah, you had to sit and wait through the National League wildcard series. As did the Astros. As, did, yeah, as you know, the Astros, everybody had to wait on the other side. And it, you, you had to do the same thing last year. You had to do the same thing plenty of other times. It's about learning those lessons year over year about how to... This is why when we would have some of these back and forth at the end of the regular season, you're playing the Rockies and it's a, you know, it's a meaningless game and you just want to... Sim- you, you, you wish you could do the video game MLB, the show, simulate through it. <laughs> That's why I would say those games matter. It's staying... Uh, you, you, you can only do so much to artificially recreate and have that playoff mentality in your head. But that's why I always said those games mattered. It's about staying with that forward momentum because these other teams that are playing the wild card, they don't have a choice. They're playing for their season. By the time it gets to you, they have a little bit of that advantage. I, so I game, one's think... whatever. game one is what it is, but after that, there's no excuses. Okay, here's... and. Way to come hard at Clayton Kershaw. Way to call him out. You're right. I mean, Dodgers, like, complaining about little things like this when all those things you mentioned. Okay, I'm with you, Sam. I mean, you came uh, strong there. Uh, And here's, but here's the thing that I would say, okay? Had you had your choice as the number one or two seed to either play in a wild card series or get a, a break and have home field advantage against the winner, they're always going to take that. Right. All right? I mean, so uh, anyway, okay, so uh, that was um, Clayton Kershaw, and I wanted to see what he could do with another opportunity in the postseason. We won't get that opportunity. Here's manager Dave Roberts on the season coming to an end. Yeah, before I answer the question, um, Juan, I just want to say uh, I just want to congratulate uh, Tori. Um, Mike, the entire Dimebacks organization, um, you know, they had those guys, uh, Tori had those guys ready to play. Uh, you know, you look at the game, um, the series, they outplayed us, and, and there's no other spin to it. And um, I, I tip my hat to those guys and wish them well. Um, as far as our clubhouse, it's just uh, a lot of, uh, you know, disappointment and, um, I believe in every one of those guys, and uh, you know, with baseball, that team over there outplayed us. And so, uh, you know, I just really don't know what to say. You know, I can answer questions about the game itself, but the bottom line is that you know they outplayed us in every facet of the game. And that's the approach that he needs to take. I I do think uh, his returning to be the manager of the Dodgers, like I mean. If you just look at it on paper, it's like, how dare you? But 
what is your thought? We heard a couple years ago he, you know, it might be time for him to move on. I mean, the Dodgers typically stick with managers for a long time. I mean, um, is this going to be the case with Dave Roberts? Does he get another chance, or do you think there'll be a little bit of um, shuffling there in the uh, Dodger dugout? Just tell me your thoughts. If you have no idea, that's fine. No, I, I think there has to be a new voice in that clubhouse. Okay. I, I love that man. He is first class all the way. I, you know, he's the kind of guy I'd love to sit down and, and have a beer with because he just seems like just this guy. He's radiant. There's Dave Roberts is a genuinely nice human being, and I adore him for that. And I don't think any of us understand how hard his job is. But it is time for a change. They sold me on it last year after the disappointment with the Padres. Okay, give it one more chance. We got Freddie Freeman. At this point now, when your top hitters year over year are not doing what they're supposed to, eventually you can win all. You can win 100 games all you want. But that's not what the Dodgers want to be remembered for. I just think it's time for a new voice in that locker room. If that means he's a scapegoat, then so be it. But it's time.